2020 has bring, we serve a good God today. And if you have your Bibles, would you turn with me today to the book of Mark, chapter 10, starting with verse 49. That's the book of Mark, chapter 10, starting with verse 49. And it says, And they came to Jericho, and as he went out of Jericho with his disciples, a number of people, blind Barnabas, the son of Tamaris, sat by the highway side begging. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out, saying, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And many charged him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out all the more, the great deal. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus stood still and commanded him to be called, and they called the blind man, saying unto him, Be of good comfort, rise. He calleth for thee. And he cast away his garment and rose and came to Jesus. Precious Heavenly Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. I humble myself before a holy God, and I'm asking you today to anoint me to preach, God, what I feel, Lord, you've laid on my heart to preach for this time, this day, this season in 2020. Lord, I say, have the floor. Holy Spirit, have your will, and do what a holy God can do, and we'll give you all the praise and all the glory. And all God's children said, Amen, Amen. God bless you today. And so I want to get into this today. I want you to look at the scenario that we have today. The Bible said that Jesus was entering into a city called Jericho. And I find it very interesting that, that it is the only time in the gospel that, that it is documented that Jesus went to this city. And I want you to remember that today. It is a city that is not far from Jerusalem. That, that, that I find it strange that only he was entering into one side, the Bible said, with, with his disciples. But on the other side of the city, it talks about a, a man named Bartimaeus. We know the story that Barnabas was, was blind. And from scholars that I've studied all this, that, that he wasn't always blind. He wasn't always one day he could see and he could look at the trees. But can you imagine that one day that you can see the brightness of the sun and then down the road a little bit, you couldn't see anything. Have you ever wondered what it was to be like to be blind 
to never see a bird that you can hear chirping, to feel the grass and never see the lush color of it, to smell a flower and never never see the beauty of this flower, to, to sit there and not be able to see with your physical eyes but could only imagine what it could be like. Have you ever imagined life could be like, you know, we just heard the offering, what it would have been like if you were rich, if you could have had a silver spoon in your mouth, if you could have been another race, if you could have been another color, if you could have been born on the other side of the railroad, if you could have been born in royalty instead of in poverty. Have you ever wondered what life could have been like if circumstances would have been a little different? And I find it interesting because here Jesus is coming into the city on one occasion and, and, and here blind Bartimaeus is setting up camp on the, the other side and it reminded me of the year 2020 and I look at the, everybody that I talk to and everybody that I hear talking to and, and, and see their complaining and oh 2020 it's to the point now where we can't wait for 2020 to get over I mean, everybody is anticipating, I just can't wait for this to get over. I just can't wait for New Year's and get on the 21, you, you, you know. And, and the truth of the matter is, is that I looked at this and all of a sudden, no matter what position you're in or what predicament you're in, you might be a blind beggar on one side, but on the other side of the city is coming a man named Jesus Christ and he's got his disciples and the Bible said that, 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 that even though he was coming through the city that by the time he got to the other side the Bible said there was a great multitude of people let me tell you something today God is God in 2020 and he'll be God in 2021 and I just want to remind you he's been so good to me this time he's been so good he's never left me nor forsake me I've never seen the righteous forsaken neither their seed beg for bed And the problem with this is, is I have to be honest and I, I have to tell you today that most of the people I know, you know, 20, you know, who would have guessed an epidemic? Who would have guessed we, we don't even know who the, who, who's president right now. Who would have guessed that, that, that we would have bombs and going off on Christmas morning? Who would have guessed we've got, we've got our embassy attacked on Christmas? Who would have guessed we got racial breakouts and all? I just thank the Lord that his word says when the righteous cry out, he hears them and delivers them from all their trouble. And I don't know what kind of trouble you think you're in today, but we serve a God who was sitting on the throne, who's still victorious, who's still never lost a battle, who's still King of Kings and Lord of Lords, who's still God and sitting on the throne. And everybody's like, where's God today? exactly where he's always been on the throne it doesn't matter who becomes president I serve a God honey who said he's going to take care of me no matter who's in office there is somebody in office and he is Jesus 
come hell, come high water. They said, Lonnie, what are you going to do in 2020? I'm going to do what I've always done. Serve Jesus Christ. I've got to remind you and I've got to testify a little bit today. And I know people that's losing their home. I know, I know people that have, have, are losing things. But I want to tell you today that 2020 has been one of the greatest seasons of my life. It's had its bumps. It's had its ups. It's had its down. But I want to tell you if there's ever been a day and age where Jesus showed up and showed himself true. It is this generation. It is this time and this season. Hallelujah. And he's still God when next year gets here. And who knows what it might look like. Who knows? It could be worse than this year. But one thing I do know, as long as I got my hand in the hand of a man who can calm the water, as long as I got my hand in the hand of a man who can calm the sea, I'm going to be all right. And so as Jesus was coming through, and a multitude was sitting there and, and, and came with him. And then we get to a man named Barnabas. Barnabas, because of a condition that he had no idea was coming. Didn't see it in a million years. Wasn't always like this. Wasn't always this bad. Didn't always not have my son. Didn't know I had to stoop to the level that I would be in society looked at and on the side of the road begging. Didn't, didn't know I'd be in this position. And he was blind. And life changed. Not only was he blind physically, but listen to me, church. It's one thing to be blind physically and not be able to see anything, but it's a whole nother ball game to be physically blind and then being spiritually blind on top of it. And I want to tell you today, if we've ever reached a generation of a church that is spiritually blind, that needs to open up their blinded eyes and get their eyes back on Jesus Christ. It is this generation that needs to step up to the plate and let I believe great revival is here and it is starting and the church is starting to stir up and I believe we're about ready to enter into the greatest revival that the world has ever seen because of the power of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And blind Barnabas, he would sit there and, and the, if you were blind, the government would give you a garment. He would give you an outer garment and, and you would wear this and a blind man would sit there and I can see Barnabas as he was starting to go down the road of Jericho and he would sit on that road and I, I remember being in a bus earlier this year when I had the awesome opportunity to go to Israel and, and I remember on this bus as I looked out the window and there was a sign and we were on the road to Jericho. 
awesome as that? Yes, sir. With some great friends. Yes, sir. Amen. Had a good time. But I remember thinking of this man named Bartimaeus when I was on that road. He stood there and blind Bartimaeus would have his, his covering and he would hold it close. And you, you, you see, everybody thinks of this, an outer garment to, to someone that's poor. It's everything to them. Not only did it show their status in life, but, but, but it was something to keep warm in the middle of the night. It was, it, it was something to, 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 to put your head on in the, if, if, if you're in a rocky place to help you sleep. It was something that if you were blind, you could run your hands around this and, and he could find every loose thread that he knew where it was, every, every hole that had, had came in this thing and, and everything that was weak and scarred up and marked and, and marked. He knew exactly where it was and yet he never saw with his physical eyes, but yet he could feel it with his hands and he knew it was there just as much and if not more could see with your physical eye he knew every crick and cranny of this thing and blind Bartimaeus would try to take this and he would be on the road and finally he would find a spot where they would set him in and he would grab this his his outer garment and he would sit there and he would just throw it out Can you help me? Can you give me something? I'm hungry. And yet the Bible said that a crowd was coming by. You see, one thing about, about a beggar is that, that it only has the expectations of what man can give you. You hear me? could only imagine maybe maybe I could get a quarter maybe I could get a dollar maybe somebody would throw down a handful maybe today might be the day maybe I could get a little something today maybe some bread maybe maybe something that that, that, that would be on this thing and and he would as soon as he would hurt hear it hit the ground his arms would start searching and he would start to grab and he would start to get what man can only give him but let me tell you something what man can only give you man can only give you but we serve a God who is rich in mercy we serve a God who owns a thousand cattle on a thousand hilltops we serve a God that if you'll ask big he'll give you big we serve a God that says I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom and whatever shall be bound on heaven shall be bound on earth and whatever shall be loosed in heaven, shall be loosed on earth. And if you want riches, if you want my glory, if you want my anointing, all you've got to do is ask and you shall receive. Hallelujah. Your God's not holding anything from you. The Bible said if an evil man knows how to give good gifts to his children, how much more should your heavenly father give to them that ask? 
serve a big, good, good God. We serve a rich God. Honey, ask big of God. Ask big. Don't I listen? I, I got a mansion in heaven, but I'm not asking right now. I want, I want them things now. I want a house now. I want a nice car now. I won't need it when I get to heaven. Ask big. Your God knows your need. Matter of fact, he's more willing to do for you than you are to even ask of him, the Bible says. You have not because you ask not. Or you ask amiss. But if you want what man can give you, you can, you'll get what man can only give you. But all of a sudden, he was over there on the road to Jericho asking for alms, and all of a sudden, he starts to hear a crowd in the distance. Now, for a beggar, he's thinking, hey, here's my big chance. And the crowd got closer, and the multitude got closer to the point where he said, this, this, is, this is not... This is not normal. What, what, what's going on? And people were passing by. And people were running. And the streets were going crazy. And everybody was ecstatic. And everybody was shouting and talking about this Jesus. And all of a sudden, that this was the first time Jesus had ever been walking by blind Bartimaeus. And blind Bartimaeus stopped somebody in the crowd and said, listen, who is coming? Someone said, it is Jesus of Nazareth. Can you imagine? The only hope that you would ever have is coming down a dusty road with a crowd of people and everybody's going crazy and he's getting closer and yet he never seen him never been to this town but yet the fame of this God the fame of this man named Jesus there's nobody like him. Nobody, I, there was a story in the Bible where, 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 where in, in the city of Nain that, that, that the Bible said that there was a, a funeral and this boy was dead in a casket. And the Bible said that they were bringing this boy out of the city and Jesus was passing by that day and Jesus just reached, reached up and touched the casket. And all of a sudden, the little boy that was dead was alive and all of a sudden, he leaped up out of it by the power of of Almighty God. The people were astonished. Listen, I'm not talking about no little, we need little Nandy Pandy little statue. I'm talking about God. I'm talking about Jesus. I'm talking about the one who said, let there be light and there was light. I'm talking about the one who walks on the water, who calms the sea, the raging storm. I'm talking about the one who heals lepers ten at a time. I'm talking about Jesus Christ. The one who came sent spies and they came back and said, never a man speak like this man. Even the winds and the sea obey his every command. No one had ever raised anyone from the dead. Uh, um, 
as many as Jesus did. Walked with such power how God anointed Jesus Christ with the Holy Ghost and with power who went about doing good and healing all that was oppressed from the devil for God was with him. Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and that God dwells inside you be ye the temple. For you were bought with a price. Wherefore glorify God in your mortal body which is your reasonable service. Don't you know you are the temple? That same spirit that raised Christ from the dead rules and reigns inside of you that you are the temple. You are the church. And he said, who is it? And they said, it's Jesus of Nazareth. His only hope was coming down the road. And all of a sudden, he started to shout all the more and said, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Thou son of David, have mercy on me. And you say, why did he say that? It was another name for God. No one through the lineage of David. And that's what they knew him by from Old Testament. Thou son of David. He was saying, oh God, have mercy on me. And then something happened that it's kind of what America is going through today. You can mention other people, but don't mention this Jesus. We don't mind if you say happy holidays. We don't mind if you say happy Hanukkah. We don't mind if you say all these things, but don't say Christmas. We can have all these other books of pornography. We can have all these other books of atheism and secular humanism and all this ungodly schools of America. Don't, don't, don't do that. We can have other groups that rise up, but if the church can be silent. We watch in our cities while everybody else is rising up. I could name names, but I don't have that liberty right now. Of everybody and every groups and every people that are rising up in every cities, and if I called them out, you would know them, who they were. I'm sure you can put two and two together. But I just want to ask you, where's the church? Because I remember... When Corona Rona just showed up, 
That's what pastor calls it. I had no problem putting a, we had no, this church had no problem putting a prayer line out in front here and cars lining up for prayer. You had no problem getting on TikTok and watching people, God is so good, you got to trust God, you, you got to do, you had no problem finding a TV evangelist then. I mean, everybody was on Facebook, everybody's going there, but where are you now? Yeah, where are you now? Where are you at now? Where's the song that you sang at the beginning of this? Where's the shout you had at the beginning of the epidemic? Where are you at? And the whole world says, silent, quiet. But blind Barnabas cried out all the more. The church ought to be the most loudest, most radical group that has ever hit the streets. Matter of fact, they named it like this in the Bible days. They said these are the ones who Listen, the kingdom suffered violence and the violent taketh by force. There's some things that you're going to have to make a stand for and it's got to be godliness and it's got to be holiness and if I'm going to make a stand, if you don't stand for anything, you won't stand for nothing. But I don't know about you, but I'm ready to stand for Jesus Christ. I'm ready to stand for my God and stand for the powers that he holds in his hand. Let me tell you something. The only hope for America and the hope for the world is not in a president. It's not in a preacher. It's not in a false god. It's not in the economy. It's not in the dollar bill. It's not in what you hold value to you. But it is in one thing. And his name is Jesus Christ, the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And if you don't want to serve him, but as for 
above God. The nation that serves Jesus Christ, this nation can become great again. This nation through Jesus Christ only and to him alone. How bad do you want it? But I'm afraid the church the Bible said having eyes they see not and having ears they hear not having a form of godliness but denying the powers thereof. The true church is powerful. There is still a remnant. Come on. I, I got a couple of you. I thought they got in the room. You don't know where it is? Run to Judah. Run to Judah. We are that church. We are that people. We will turn the world upside down for Jesus Christ. Real life forward. And then Bartimaeus stood there and he, he looked and he said, he didn't have no money. He said, this is one chance of a lifetime. And we read the text and we get to it and it says, and Jesus stood still. Whoa. Because faith gets the attention of God. You can go through the motions, you can dress up, you can do what you want, you can wave your Bible, you can holler, you can shout, you can jump up and down, you can clap your hands, you can worship God, you can do all these things, but faith captures the attention of God. And to the point that this man that didn't know Jesus as Savior, that God would just stop, mercy just stopped. Love just stopped in his tracks and, and, and stood there. And grace stopped in its tracks and just stood there and told the people, bring him to me. Can you imagine? And what did he do? The Bible said he cast away his garment. I'm not going to need that no more. There's some things in 2020 that you found out you don't need no more. And you just need to get it up and you need to say, you know what, this dirty rag that I had and my, my trusted man and my, my trusted man's ability and his wisdom, I don't want it no more. I'm going to go to Jesus Christ. I don't need it no more. Some of you need to look at this and say, you know what, divorce, divorce, whatever. It's over now, baby. I can't let you stop me. I can't let you hold get your joy back. The Bible said put on the garment of praise in my life. You gotta get your praise back. You gotta get your joy back. 
which are behind me. And reaching forward toward those things which are before me. I press toward the high mark, the calling of God on my life. And I don't got time to pity party. Some of you need to tell your old friends. They're trying to get you, trying to get you, you're trying, you're coming to church and they're trying to get you up in the club. You need to just tell Freaky Freddy. You need to tell the devil with the blue dress on. You need to tell your friends that are trying to keep you from God. You just need to say, you know what? You can have that if you want to, but I found a new love. I got a new party and it's called the Holy Ghost and it's inside of me and I don't need it no more. And if you'll taste of this, taste and see that the Lord good. You won't want to go there no more. You'll run to Judah. You'll run to Jesus. Listen. There's some old baggage. There's some old things you've been carrying around that you can't take in 2021. Listen, if your friends are pulling you away from God, instead of pushing you towards God, get the devil rid of them. You're going to have to throw depression out of here. You're going to say, no devil, you can't have my marriage, devil. You can't have my house. And you sure can't have my children. And you can't have my grandchildren. And you can't have my generation from seven down four because I serve God. If I got to, I'll put an altar in my living room. If I got to, I'll pray the God down. If I have to, I'll serve this Jesus Christ. And I'll worship you so much that you'll hate the day you try to get me, devil. You'll resent the day you tried to wreck my marriage. You'll resent the day you tried to take my joy. You'll resent the day you tried to mess with my family because it did nothing but hurt me. But it, it did nothing but force me on my knees. And it did nothing to force me to read this gospel and to start seeking out the word of God. It did nothing but force me to be a child of God. And I'm going to tell you now, you should have left me alone, devil, See, the truth of the matter is, 2,000 years ago, he was defeated on the cross. And sometimes as Christians, we still try to carry the load. We, listen, gee, I know we got to carry a cross, and I know it gets heavy sometimes, but Jesus carried it, so I didn't have to. And I just got to throw it and walk in liberty and walk in power and walk in anointing. Be who God called me to be. And all of a sudden, this man, he came to Jesus. Jesus said, what is it? Really, what he was saying, all you have to do is ask. Let me ask you today, what do you need? 
What is it? I think going through the holidays is a crazy season. I mean, I mean it, it can be the most roughest season a person can go through because of a, of a void of a, of a lost loved one or, or, or things that have happened and things in your life that, 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 that Christmas and this time of year can be doom and gloom and, and you every year you can get to the point where you don't even want to deal with it. You wish it never celebrate. You just don't want nothing to do with it. But I'll tell you today, Jesus Christ can change your heart. And he can change your life. And where there's empty and where there's void, he can come in there. Where you need healing, he will come in there, wrap his 11 arms around you, and tell you what a queen you are, and tell you you are the love of his life. And I don't want the worst for you, but I want the best for you. And blind Barnabas said, then I might receive my sight. The Bible says that he was made whole. And the Greek, it is a word, and I couldn't pronounce it, so I didn't want to bring it up today, but it, <laughs> it, it, it is a word, and it means to save. And so not only did this man walk up to him with everything he wanted, could ever ask for, and knew because he called out who he was, but the Bible said that Jesus touched his eyes in the other book. In this book, it just says that he spoke it, which he could have did either. It didn't matter. It don't matter. He can do whatever way he wants to do it. And the Bible said that not only did he have the power to heal this man, he had the power to save this man. In the same moment, Because he is God. He is God. And so I want to ask you the question today. Because God's no respecter person. What do you need God to do in your life? You're about ready to go in 2021. What do you want God to do this year? That maybe we should have did last year. That you have the opportunity to do this year. <laughs> That's coming. Because of the epidemic, listen, I have done more outreaches than I ever have. I remember at the beginning of this year, 2020, I was, I was at my home and, and we ended up having my, my whole family there, my little grandbabies, my, 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 my sons and my, my daughters-in-laws and, and, and all my family was in my house. And I remember <clears throat> that I, I took... We, I went earlier and I got communion. And one of the things that I do and I encourage you to do is at the beginning of the year, the Bible says to give your first fruits. And I believe with all my heart, the reason why I was so blessed through this season is because not only that we serve a good God, but he honors 
faithfulness. And I believe that when I gave my first fruits unto the Lord and I, we prayed with my family and we asked him and we took communion and, and I believe that God honored that. And that's why I can stand here today and, 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 and I've had bumps and ups and downs just like you and all. And listen to that. But I never got off wavered. And I never got off track. And I might have slowed down a little bit, but, but, but I speed back up. And, 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 and when you give God your first fruits, that he'll bless the rest. Amen? Amen. 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 And so when we did that, I remember my children. I remember we stood in a circle and we just started praying. I mean, my kids, I didn't even know spoken tongues, laid hands on every one of us and started speaking in tongues. And I, we, we had one of them, a few of them that, that started to prophesy and speak life over each one in my thing. I had little, little children, my little grandbabies laying hands on their mama and daddy and saying, you shall not get a divorce, but there's going to be joy in your life. And this marriage is going to work. And this marriage is going to make it. And all these things that sit there. And I stood back that day and I looked and I said God you've been so good if you never did anything else for me you've been good you've been a good God to serve though you slay me yes shall I serve him he's been that good he's been so good I'm not willing to turn back now He's been in the times, every mountain I had to climb, every valley I had to go through. He was right along beside me. He held my hand. He encouraged me and talked to my ear, saying, you can do it. You can make it. And if he didn't remove the mountain, he gave me the strength to climb it. I want to tell you today, if he didn't remove the valley, he'll give you the strength. Although I walk through the shadow of the valley of the shadow of death, But I believe for the church, and this is me, I know my Pastor Glenn has the word for this house. I'm not, I'm not infringing on that at all. This is me. I believe that the church is about ready to encounter the greatest revival, the greatest awakening, the greatest eye-opening that the world has ever known. And I've had people sometimes, why do you say hallelujah? And I love hallelujah. I love to say hallelujah. You say, why do you say that? Because it lifts up my God. And they say, why do you say that? Because it's the same in every language, whether you're Chinese or whether you're in Mexico, whether you're in Africa. If you say that, it means the same thing in every language. And I just like to tell the world how good my God is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He is worthy to be praised. Come on, as Vince comes. The worship team comes. Why don't you just stand to your feet and and I just want you to look back over 2020 and and I want you to I want you to not to focus on every bad thing of Corona Bologna, but I want you to focus on the good thing and say, you know what? Though I had Corona, I'm still here. Though I'm in the hospital, I'm still alive. Though I'm right here, listen, I still got my house. I still got my bank account. I still got my marriage. I still got my 
how holy you think you are, how arrived you think you are. You couldn't do it by yourself. And you, you looked and you didn't understand. You didn't know how. 
ship. But it's never lost a battle. Some of you need to look the devil in the face and say, I've never lost a battle. Jesus Christ gave me victory. Jesus Christ gave me victory. He healed my body. He set me free. He is victorious. He is my Savior. He is my God. today, I want you just to lift your hand. And you don't know what to do and you don't know where to go. If you're watching me by, by internet, by live stream, by television, wherever you are in your car, if you're in that hospital room and you need healing in your body and the doctors gave up on you, I want to tell you that Jesus is a healing Savior. He is healer. And I don't care what the doctor's report says. Who I believe the report Shall not die, but you shall live to proclaim the works of the Lord. 
Jesus Christ. I say, I speak of the alcoholism. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I speak of the pornography. I rebuke you. Get out of the house in the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. Let this be the most glorious time the church has ever seen in 2021. And all God's children said, Amen. God blesses you abundantly a hundred times more than you even asked a hundred times more a thousand times more you can ever dream of to be victorious through Christ in Jesus name we pray amen amen God bless you